even bigger pain than my so-called friend Ray. What are you doing playing choo-choo anyway? Ha! You, you look like a, a big dork! I don't know why I bother talking to you! Ah! Out of here, the next stop. <sighs> Moon Podcast Escalation! Everybody, welcome to Sailor Business. My name is Jordan D. White. My name is Chris Sims, and this is the show where we watch every single episode of the classic 1992 Sailor Moon anime and break it down scene by scene so that we can talk about just why it is that we love this show so much. Uh, we have a great one today. <laughs> one of my all-time favorite episodes. If you're watching along, it is episode 11, Usagi versus Ray: Nightmare in Dreamland. Uh, and we are joined once again by uh, Betty Felon who's going to be our special guest for this episode. Betty, hi, how are you? I am doing well. I'm what really is excited a, to talk about this episode. What, this is, what episode is the snack is you were just eating? I'm curious. <laughs> I was eating a piece of uh, uh, Holland toast with a uh, salmon, like a lox spread on it. It's it's what I believe that growing up magical girls run out of the house in their mouths. So. Nice. <laughs> yeah. It's very, very classy. I'm excited. I... I <laughs> I am a fan of toast, as uh, as our listeners know. I am I I cannot wait to get into this episode. It is so bananas. <laughs> I I love I love this episode so much because like everything. I remember when I was a kid watching this and being like so hyped for it because it had everything I liked about like anime and like I I love amusement parks. So I was just like so thrilled and I thought and they had like talking animals. Mm-hmm. So I don't know everything about it was like so cute to me. And then the tw- and then and then the the end of it was just like, oh, this is really kind of creepy, but it's, I don't know, I, I loved it. It's like one of my favorite episodes for sure. It definitely has, I mean, it has everything I love about Sailor Moon. Uh, it has uh, really good uh, interplay between Rei and Usagi, uh, which, like like I said, like I, I I think Rei's a little too much of a jerk, but I like her character dynamic being the, the one who gets in conflicts with Usagi, and there's a lot of that in this episode. It has a super creepy villain. It has a completely bizarre Dark Kingdom plot that makes no sense and is financially uh, (laughs) unstable. And it has the best, by far, interaction between uh, Usagi and Memoru. Yes. Oh, good. Okay. I'm I'm glad. I'm glad you feel that way because I love this one. It's really, it's really, the next two episodes, uh, spoiler warning, next week's show is going to be the one about the cruise and that one's great. So these two episodes, I like these might actually be my favorite episodes of the first season, uh, which makes them my favorite episodes of the series by default. So uh, before we get to it, though, I mentioned last episode that uh, we had been asked some questions on Twitter and uh, we have a bunch of other questions that we can get through. Uh, I think uh, they're all asked by Christy L. Stewart uh, at Christy L. Stewart on Twitter. And, and we should say uh, the Twitter account of the show is at Sailor Business. Yeah. And if you have a question for us, feel free to just shoot one over uh, via the Twitter and we will try to get around to it on the show. So uh, I think we can knock these ones out real quick before this episode. It'll be fun. Uh, so she asks, uh, the magical girl genre is so widely popular, but why do you think that Sailor Moon of all franchises became the legend that it did? Why Sailor Moon? That's a I mean, question. I would guess because it was super prominent in both Japan and America. Uh, I mean, the, the show runs for 200 episodes mm-hmm. uh, and we got a lot of those over here, even if, you know, most people, I, I, I think most people, if they saw it, probably just saw the episodes that I did, like the first season. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's also really good. Yeah. <laughs> it's really great. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't think I've seen a ton of Magical Girl series, to be totally honest with you. Sailor Moon. I, I mean, I were there a lot before Sailor Moon? Um, well, like just, just in general in Japan and America, like I think, because I'm trying to think like, it seems like most of the, of the Magical Girls from like the seventies and eighties were, were singular characters. So it'd be like Cutie Honey, or it would be like characters that were standalone that they'd only have one magical girl i think sailor moon was like the first to have like a whole team um like it's almost like they combine what was so appealing about super sentai shows with like a team of rangers versus like oh let's let's just make a whole team
theme of magical girls, you know, and I think that might have been what's so what's so appealing that, you know, people watch it and they're like, oh, clearly I relate to this scout or I really like these couple scouts, you know? And likewise, it's like, that's how people feel about Power Rangers where it's like, oh, I, I want to be that Power Ranger, you know? I yeah, just, the, the inner senshi are, they are as close to being a Sentai as you can be. I mean, there's five of them. Mm-hmm. They are color-coded. Mm-hmm. Uh, they all have a different strength, you know, a different characteristic that kind of defines them, whether it's uh, 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 Makoto being strong or, or Amy being smart. Uh, yeah, I think there's a lot of stuff that kind of comes together. And then it's also one of those things that's like, uh, you know, like Spider-Man, where it changes the game. You know, like everything that comes after is kind of reacting to or influenced by Sailor Moon in some way. I, yeah. I just Googled uh, Magical Girl to see if there was like a, if I could find a, a list quick. But what I found was uh, the Wikipedia page. Do you know what they credit as being the, the inspiration for the Magical Girl genre? What's that? Apparently, in the 60s, uh, Bewitched became incredibly popular among young Japanese girls. Oh, that's so cool! And so, as a result of Bewitched becoming incredibly popular, uh, the, a show came about called Sally the Witch, and that is regarded as the very first... Yeah! Uh, oh, that makes so much more sense. Magical Girl show. That's kind of mind-blowing to me. <laughs> the ones that's that they awesome. list in this, they go, they have Sally the Witch, then they go, Sailor Moon is, uh, revitalized the genre and paved the way for later successful uh, titles. Then they skip to Magical Girl, Lyrical Nanoha, and then they, which is in 2003, and then 2010, uh, uh, Madoka Magica, which I've, people have been telling me I should watch that, but I have not gotten around to it yet. Yeah, well, anime's for nerds, bro. Oh, that's why. <laughs> and I mean, we also talked, uh, I mentioned that interview last week uh, where they were talking about how, uh, at least in the magazine where Sailor Moon originally appeared, that it, and Sailor V, I guess, was, uh, was mostly skewed towards just traditional romance comics, and Sailor Moon combined that with a, you know, a superhero action story. So, I mean, it's easy to see why there was this, you know, big combination of stuff that uh, that kind of led to Sailor Moon being, you know, being the book and the show. Not the least of which being that it's it's really good. Yeah. Let's. Uh, so I think we've covered that question pretty well. Let's see what else we got. Uh, do you guys read the original uh, codename Sailor V? And if so, what did you think? I think we, we both loved it, right? Yeah, love it. It was terrific. Yeah. I, I mean, again, I, 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 I very much feel that in the show, especially season one, they don't really give you a whole lot to, to latch onto with Sailor Venus. At the first, she just kind of shows up and it's like, everybody goes, oh my God, she's beautiful. And they don't give her a lot of personality. Like they, like they do with literally everyone. Yeah, uh, that's true. <laughs> but, oh my but, God, she smells so great. <laughs> but even so, like, I feel like you get much more personality from especially like Mars and Jupiter and even Mercury. And I, at the, the, when I did my rewatch, I was thinking, oh, Venus has like no personality for a while. Uh, and then reading Sailor V, it's like, oh no, she has, she's super fun and super cool. And yes, it is a lot like Sailor Moon. Her personality. Yeah, I think you run into the problem of v, of, of uh, Minako being so much like Usagi that they're not sure what to do with her when she shows up in the anime. Well, because- that well, wasn't wasn't that like the original um, intent of, of Minako? Like, because originally Naoko wanted to just do like uh, a singular magical girl series, but then and then and then they're like, well, why don't why don't we have like a whole team of them? And she's like, okay. And then you know that that's where she went off from Sailor V to then the the all the whole Sailor Scouts, you know. So I think I think maybe like what well, that's why what I kind of like about once Sailor V finally shows up that it's kind of no big deal. It's kind of like oh this is this is that famous Sailor Scout no big deal you know like I, I think that kind of makes her more humble you know yeah it's it's really weird that you don't like they they always talk about her. I mean they were, they mention her in this episode that we're about to watch too yeah uh, so there's this entire parallel story that you don't know if you're not reading this uh this other manga which yeah. is really like it's really interesting like as as someone who thinks about the the process of things and how different forms of media interact a lot like it's really interesting to try and figure out what the intent was and whether that was was meant to be and what fans would have reacted to knowing that there was this entire other thing that was out there that maybe they hadn't read because if you're just coming from it from the show uh which i assume was reaching a larger audience than the manga even in japan where i'm sure it was a hit i'm pretty sure sailor moon was a smash hit manga uh (laughs) like there were probably fewer people who knew about uh codename sailor v and then you go and read it and you're like oh no this is the exact same thing 
<laughs> this is like because she acts so much like uh, Usagi. She has a cat. She's a talking cat. Uh, she plays the Sailor V video game. Uh, the only difference is that she doesn't put her hair up in uh, Odongo. She puts them up right. in a bow. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's. I would highly recommend it, even if you are, are not a big fan of the Sailor Moon manga, even if you just know it from the show. Uh, pick up those two volumes of Codename Sailor V. They are Super they're fun. really fun. Super fun. They're so cute. I love I love them. And I think we'll probably be talking about that when we get to uh, uh, Minako showing up. Because there is an episode that is a big flashback about her time as Sailor V, as a right. solo hero, that is unfortunately super boring and not very good. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a question that uh, is addressed to me, but I have no idea what the answer is, which is, uh, Jordan, why do you think so many fans of Deadpool are also fans of Sailor Moon? In my in my uh, employment uh, capacity as a, a person who's a professional person, I edit the Deadpool comic, and I have no idea. Um, when I started working on Deadpool, I was very very surprised to find how many uh, female fans he had uh, in general I had no idea that that was a thing um, and um, it's great it's super awesome but I, I don't know the answer I don't know what it is that <laughs> I mean I, it obviously worked for me too I love Deadpool and I love Sailor Moon I don't know I don't know what the yeah. similarity is that's I mean that's surprising to yeah. me <laughs> Oh, Deadpool no, I has assume a these are these are fans following. of like uh, of Sailor Moon who are like really into the original like Rob Liefeld, Scott Lobdell, Sailor Deadpool, Moon, right? Like not the funny one. No, it's the funny <laughs> one. Of course, it's the funny one. No, it's gotta be. It's gotta be the talk about Circle Chase. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they're all about Circle Chase. Talk about, talk about uh, X Force. You can find quite a few drawings of Deadpool dressed and and non drawings and photos of Deadpool dressed as Sailor Moon. Well, that is unsurprising. I have been to San Diego. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> I, I honestly don't know what the connection is. Um, because yeah, neither of you are Deadpool fans, right? No, I like yeah. Deadpool. Oh, do you? No, I hate Deadpool. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, Jordan, I hate that thing that you work on. I I didn't think you were that big into it. I don't no, know. I no, uh, I really. Uh, I mean, I'm a big fan of the uh, the Joe Kelly Ed McGinnis series. Sure. Sure. Um, and because it was at the time that it came out, uh, everything else in both at, in comics and at Marvel specifically felt like it was really super serious. Right. And Deadpool was one of the few books that were was having fun with it. And I mean, I like I like comics that are serious. You know, I like I like your your Batman's way more than anybody else. I was about to say I like it as much as anybody else, but that's yeah. not true. I love it more than everyone yeah. <laughs> except maybe Betty. Uh, Have you guys ever but, had a competition for who likes Batman more? No. But no, because we want to remain friends. I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what? You know what? I, I I'll, I'll give Chris I'll give Chris Batman as long as he and he does realize that I am the gem fan. So. Oh wow! Yes, that, that is true. Yeah. You, you've been I, in that game longer than me. I have. I have. <laughs> I, I came in late, but I was passionate. Yeah, and 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 you know what? I respect I respect the fact that you're a new fan. You know. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna gatekeep synergy anyway. Look, me and my friends are gem girls. <laughs> and and you know. Once you're a gem girl, you're never the same. <laughs> so yeah, uh, I do like Deadpool. Um, okay, cool. I, I uh, but I don't know. Like, there's no obvious connection. No, there really is a Sailor Moon, other than that. You know, they're both comics that are, are I, funny. I think. I think maybe what the connection is is maybe like because I noticed that there are a lot of like whenever I see a whole pack of Deadpools, there's almost always one that's like you know does a, a variant Deadpool that's you know totally fan created. That's like, oh, how about Deadpool if it was also Storm? Or what if Deadpool was also wearing like this person's costume? And I've seen like Sailor Moon Deadpools before, so mm -hmm. I I don't know if it's explicitly a connection as much as just like oh, Sa like Deadpool cosplayers love this, you know? They think it's so funny when we dress up like Sailor Moon, you know? Deadpool as a character like really found footing and really found success in the idea that there are a lot of metatextual references in sure. it. I think mm -hmm. uh, you know, like he's a fourth wall breaking character, like even when he shows up in video games like i love that in uh marvel versus capcom he'll like grab the life bar and use it as a weapon i think that's really <laughs> fun yeah and sailor moon is a comic that defined and codified a lot of the uh the the sort of standard tropes and elements of magical girl stories you know like the the lazy heroine the the toast in the mouth mm -hmm. uh the so i feel like when you have something that's kind of reveling in uh pointing out and skewering standard elements and tropes like that and then you have this other thing that's also really fun but is also operating with a lot of those things i feel like there's a lot of overlap there in terms of appeal so 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 sailor moon and deadpool fans are, are all formalists at heart yes i, I think so i think so <laughs> congratulations you didn't even know it but you're all formalists. Here, here's a uh, here's a mind uh, breaking question uh, what if luna was a scorpion <laughs> 
What does that mean? <laughs> I guess how would it change the show? Would you still like it? I don't think uh, I would like Luna as much if she were a scorpion. Well, Shingo would be dead. <laughs> yep. Sure. <laughs> and they probably wouldn't have let uh, Serena keep Luna. Mom would probably have been like, no, honey. Can you imagine Serena walking around all day with a little scorpion on her shoulder? <laughs> Oh, that, that is kind of cute. No, it's like, the worst. Like, I, like okay. It's so punk as my, hell is what it is. One of my, one of my, that reminds me of one of my favorite magical girl, non-magical girl movies by the name of Simply Irresistible starring Sarah Michelle Gellar as okay. a magical witch chef. And she has a magical crab that waves his claw and then it makes her emotions into the food. <laughs> that crab is super cute. <laughs> so I, I, I feel like if in the proper context, you know, if, if they made the scorpion, like, adorable and ha- say cute little things to her, I, 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 I might, I might, it would I say, might be into it. It would say, keep your mind on sailor business. <laughs> oh, that'd be so cute. <laughs> as long as you still has the, the voice or the, like that little naggy, you know, Luna voice, I would tell, I, I feel like, I feel like you can't not love Luna's voice, you know? Sure. Okay, what so, is my question? What if Luna was the Scorpions, the uh, German rock band <laughs> best known for Rocky like a hurricane? <laughs> <laughs> that would be very different. So wait, so you got that question? That, yeah, I think we I think we solved it. I think we nailed it. Uh, what here? Let's do one more. There, there's some more questions, but uh, we do want to get to the episode here. This one, one more. Uh, who do you guys ship? Do you, do you ship anyone on the show? Uh, uh Mercury and uh, Jupiter. All right. Really? Yeah, that episode oh, they, they dance together. The That's dance. so romantic. Yeah, it is very romantic. Okay, and she um, is she is clearly not into that boy. Which one? Yeah. Amy is clearly not into that boy. Who shows oh, up? She is. Um. Yeah. Okay. So I ship um Ray and Chad. Of course. Good. Uh, good. That, yes, that's canonical. Yes. Yeah, that's canonical. But you know, I, I I a lot of my ships are very canonical. Yeah. Um, me too. And uh, I I really do love uh I really do love um Neptune and Uranus together. And again, ship canonical, but I, I like their their relationship is just really sweet to me. Um and I don't know. I I really I, I wish I really like Mutoki so much, but I don't really ship him with anyone. Oh. I would like to date him myself because I think he's really sweet. He'd be like, he'd be like a good first boyfriend, I think, personally. He is a dude who um, wears a three piece suit to his job at the arcade. Yeah, so cute. No, I, I, um, I would rather oh, oh, I, I am also, team Matoki as uh, as we've discussed. Yep. Yeah, Matoki is so cute. Um and I also sh- and uh we, Jordan and I were discussing this earlier. I, I do I, I love I love Luna and Artemis, but I do I do love that fat cat that loves Luna. <laughs> yes. Oh, that is another great episode. I can't wait yeah. for that one. The yeah, best. I love that episode so much. It's just so sweet. That is the best. Oh. So yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't really I don't really have any like non canonical shipping. Like I, I I do love you know, I like Serena and Darian, and I know that's controversial on this show. Uh <laughs> And I like, um, uh, I, I kind of like Melvin and Molly too. <laughs> I think that's adorable. Oh yeah, I love Melvin and Molly. Um, the only thing that the only thing I I, I I was kind of surprised at how much I like, and I can't remember his stupid name. Uh, Serena and the lead of the of the Sailor Stars in the in, in Stars because at that oh, point, yeah, at that point, Serena and and Darian are a, like a thing. And even though even so, I was still kind of going, oh, he's kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So, uh, so that's that's our, our shipping news. Uh, now we can get to the oh, and also Usagi and every one of her friends that she is madly in love yeah. with. I mean, th- th- like you know, Usagi and teenage me. <laughs> like I was in love with her so much back then. So there you go. Uh, so what's this episode, Chris? Episode eleven, right? One of your favorites. That's right. This is uh, Usagi versus Ray, Nightmare in Dreamland. Uh, as in the previous episode, I am going to be comparing it uh, not to the manga because we are once again off script. Uh, this is a uh, a filler episode, uh, so to speak, and it is the uh, the next episode that we're going to get that's actually based on the manga is the Masquerade Ball, which you may recall as the one where uh, Usagi gets drunk <laughs> and makes out with Darian. So. That is going to happen. Uh, but for right now, we have a really fun one to get through. Uh, we open at the Hikawa Shrine, or in the novelization, the Cherry Hill Shrine, mm-hmm. uh, in Ray's bedroom. 
uh, where everyone's hanging out. I think this is the first time we see Rey in a non-Shrine Maiden, non-Sailor Mars outfit. Right. We haven't even seen her in her uh, school uniform that she wears in her first appearance in the manga. Uh, the outfits in this episode, uh, Serena is dressed pretty standard, uh, pink t-shirt, blue jacket, uh, and a skirt. Amy's dressed like a, like a 90-year-old person. <laughs> like a little grandma. It's so she's, cute. She's got... No, uh, uh, Betty, uh, help me out here. Is that a Peter Pan collar that she's she's rocking? Um, I believe so. Let me let me look up. <laughs> and a string tie and a pink yeah. cardigan. <laughs> I think Serena's is so wearing cute. shorts. Is she, yeah, she's wearing shorts. Uh, she spends a lot of this episode riding on things, uh, which would be weird if she was wearing a tiny skirt. Oh, yeah. It would be so <laughs> weird if Sailor Moon was wearing a tiny skirt doing, <laughs> doing things that one should not wear that in. <laughs> she... She ends up with her legs wrapped around Sailor Mars's head at one point. I think it's best that she's wearing shorts, is all uh, I'm saying. You're probably right. Uh, <laughs> Mars is wearing a, uh, a seafoam green uh, turtleneck with a yellow shirt tied over it, mm-hmm. which is an interesting look, and uh, uh, pleated khakis. So I feel like these, I feel like Mars has an idea of how normal people dress. <laughs> oh. she, but she, like, just arrived from the wizarding world, I think. <laughs> This is a good episode. This is a really fun episode. Oh, I can't wait. It's really good. All right. Uh, so, uh, Usagi notices that uh, Mars is also a fan of the uh, Sailor V manga. Uh, and I mention this because it's very quickly uh, brought up in the show. She's like, oh, hey, I, I haven't read this one yet. And Mars won't let her read it until she's done with it. Which is not terrible of her. That's sensible. Well, no, it's uh, like, I feel like that is a rule that all comics fans right. have with their friends. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but I, I, I bring this up because in the novelization, uh, uh, Leanne Centaur, this is from the novel Mars Attacks, which is the fourth in the series, and between our last episode and this one, I did buy the next three novels. <laughs> uh, so you're you're in for these for a while. It's going to be great. Uh, uh, Leanne Centaur uses this as an occasion to kind of uh, give Ray a little more characterization. Uh, so this is what happens in the novel. Uh, Ray, your room is per- perfect for lounging, she said with a grin. I didn't know temples could have such great vegging rooms. Uh, or that a priestess uh, could be so with the times, she added to herself. Ray's walls were plastered with posters of Nine Inch Nails, Buffy, and the X-Files. Oh! <laughs> Fantasy wow. novels were stacked on her desk. It looked like living in a temple didn't keep Ray from acting like a normal, hip teenager. Oh, oh hip. God. Oh, hip. My goodness. I feel like uh, and, and again, it's worth noting, Leon Centaur wrote this at the age of 17 oh. in 1999. Uh, so we're we're the same age, uh, Leon Centaur and I. Uh, I have, th- have you tried to find her on Twitter? I have. Uh, I am. I think we are going to reach out and see if she wants to be on, a guest on the show. Oh, my God. That's awesome. That would be I'm pretty- very excited about it. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I feel like if you went to her room in 1999, you would have seen posters of Nine Inch Nails, Buffy and the X-Files and a stack of fantasy oh, novels. But let me just. Let me just def- put some defense here. The fact that she's got a Sailor V comic already is like mind blowing. This is like revelatory because last episode, all we saw was her performing her duties as a shine maiden, seeing evil in fires and yelling at <laughs> <laughs> so the fact that she's like, yeah, I read comics. It's like, wait, really? Wow. I would not have guessed that. Well, I think the, the implication of the last episode was that she was, you know, praying so hard and, and, and going through the rituals so much because she was trying to find out what happened with all those buses so she could clear the name of the shrine. Sure, sure. Yeah. Uh, whereas here, you know, like it turns out like, oh, no, she's she's normal. She's got that stack of fantasy novels like every hip teenager does. <laughs> she knows all about Driss Dorden and his violence. But you know what? I, I again, I'll buy that because because she's she, like you said, she doesn't really have friends either. Yeah, no, I, I think it's I, I do think that is an interesting note for her character. Uh, but we do not see Buffy and X Files posters in, uh, <laughs> in her room in the anime. So that is that is an invention. Well, because uh, Buffy what hadn't started when the anime. Well, yeah, n- nor had the X Files. I right, don't right, think. Right. I mean, yeah, somewhere around there. Yeah. What would what would be her posters in ninety two? Ninety two. Like in ninety two, I was still watching dumb sitcoms, so I'm trying to think of like what was actually cool in ninety two. I mean, I was ten. I, I had a Batman the Animated Series locker poster. Sure, yeah, uh, there you go. She had she could have had Batman the Animated Series and X Men Animated Series. <laughs> if, if if that was what we saw in the background, that would make Ray my favorite character. <laughs> 
<laughs> if we were like, oh yeah, of course she has problems interacting with people. She only knows how to interact from reading Batman comics. Like that is a problem. I don't know. I don't know what else uh, we would have had back then. Yeah, I'll, I feel like all my all my big cultural things started around the time of the X Files. Yeah, which would have yeah. been around ninety three or so. Uh, so it turns out. Uh, that uh, Luna's trying to get the scouts to work together because there is a problem. Uh, there is a amusement park, an amusement park called oh, hang Dreamland. On. Wait, wait, hang on. But you're skipping with the part where they call Luna out on her BS for once. Oh, okay. okay. Because Luna actually is going, guys, we got work to do. We have to find this moon princess. Wh- how- what should we do about that, guys? And everybody's like, like, do you know what she looks like? <laughs> no. And then they go, then what are we supposed to do? <laughs> and they go, well, let's focus on on the other thing like protecting people from monsters all right i guess that's what we'll do. the actual line in the show is uh i bet she's carrying a big sign that says she's the princess <laughs> which i believe is spoken by uh bunny moon sailor moon <laughs> who looks just like uh Princess Serenity. Luna doesn't know what she looks like, so. Uh, which is weird, because we definitely see her in flashbacks. <laughs> I don't understand why no one knows what the Moon Princess looks like, other than that it's a plot convenience. Yes. Well, just like it's the plot convenience that they don't know that Sailor Moon and, and Serena are the same, even though they look exactly like. So they yes. are. And travel with the same cat. Um. <laughs> so. Uh, I, I also like that we're, we talked about this in the in the last episode where it was just uh, Amy and uh, Usagi, that Amy Amy and Usagi have an interesting dynamic, but maybe not a really entertaining one. Uh, as uh, I, I think Devin mentioned, like they're not gonna hang out together. Yeah, like because Amy's just gonna be like, "I gotta go study," and Usagi's just gonna be like, "I don't like studying. <laughs> I'm gonna go sleep." And we saw that last episode at the beginning yeah. of the episode. She, they were like, "Hey, let's do something," and she's like, "I'm going to cram school. I still do." That. Uh, so throwing in Ray, you get instant conflict between Ray and Usagi, and then Amy as the Amy, mediator. Yeah, she becomes the the peacemaker and the mediator and is obviously the more mature character uh, because she's, you know, maybe not experienced at having friends, but she's smarter and seems more grown up, which uh, the dynamic brings out the kid in Ray and it brings out the grown up in Amy. And I think that's really cool. Like, I, I like all the uh, the Innocentia a lot, but I'm glad that we get like 10 episodes of just these three characters because they play off each other so well. Yeah, I, I love their dynamic together. Just really, I don't know. I, yeah. it's just, I, I think it's really cool that they that they balance Usagi's you know sporadicness I guess with like you know their grown up shit but in, in turn they all they all kind of indulge in their own Usagi-ness also you know <laughs> yeah uh, so they decide that they're gonna go investigate uh, Dreamland uh, in the novel n- now again keep in mind that I've just been talking about how much I like Ray's character and her dynamic okay on the team <laughs> uh, the novel makes her like shoves her right back into being a jerk uh, because because and uh, Jordan, there's a dub of this episode. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So uh, how I, I want to know how much of this actually comes through in the dub. Uh, uh, they get ready to go to the amusement park, and obviously Usagi or Serena in this case is really excited about it because they're going to an amusement park. Right. Uh, Ray shook her head. Great, she muttered. One food crazy boy chaser and one seriously bossy guardian cat. I can see being a sailor scout is going to be loads of fun. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> I don't remember that being in the dub. Well, then, then uh, this, I, like I said, I've always been a, a big fan of Mercury. Uh, and the next line is great. It's uh, Amy shrugged as she stroked Luna's fur. You get used to it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so great. It's so great. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, so, Amer- yeah. American <laughs> Ray, jerk. Well, Japanese Ray is a jerk. <laughs> Come on. They're both jerks, as we will see throughout this episode. Uh, so we go to the Dark Kingdom. Uh, 50 people have already been taken. Again, <laughs> taken. Like, we don't know where they've gone. They've 50 people have gone to this amusement park and never come back. So, like you said, we go to the Dark Kingdom. They're talking about it. Uh, and he's like, yeah, I never would have thought there'd be a third one. I, which is sort of weird, because I'm sort of like, weren't? didn't they know there was more than two, like, back in the day? But whatever. They're- well, it's also, like, you'd think that Jedi would be like, uh... Queen Beryl, I got some bad news. I went to the library, and it turns out there's nine planets <laughs> and, like, 20 moons. <laughs> That's true. That's true. We are going to be dealing with nine to 30 of these Sailor Guardians. 
I don't know exactly how many, but it's probably going to keep being a problem. Does that mean you think Phobos and Deimos can transform and they're actually silly scouts of, of, I of think, moons of Mars? I feel like Phobos and Deimos should talk. <laughs> sure. Like, if Luna talks, I feel like Phobos and Deimos should well, talk. I mean, on the last episode, we talked about how Ray was kind of like, whoa, Luna talks. I think she was probably taken aback because she clearly talks and communicates to the ravens. Yeah. And then, and then she's probably like, whoa, what's, why don't my animals talk, you know? <laughs> yeah, Phobos and Demos are clearly, like, they're not ordinary ravens. Right. I mean, they, they, they attack uh, Usagi because they sense evil, so... Uh, so what happens yeah. in the in the moon, in the dark Negamoon kingdom there, Negaverse? Oh, uh, well, we actually see Queen Beryl using the ball for something. Projecting. Uh, she projects an image of the Sailor Scouts that they can talk about. Good. Uh, Useful. Which, and then she goes right back to swirling it, right back to working the crystal. <laughs> If you like, that's the th- it's like if the energy settles, it, it becomes useless. Yeah, you, you have know, to keep you gotta, stirring. Gotta keep it, gotta keep it stirring it up. It deflates. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we cut I, then we cut to a press conference, uh, although an unwilling press conference, where the press are mobbing a dude, like a security guard, uh, going fifty people disappeared, fifty people disappeared, blah 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 blah, and he's like, uh, all we know is the same number of people come in as go out, so you guys all suck, and he physically pushes the entire press corps out the door and down the stairs. Shocking reveal. <laughs> That's Jedi doing that. And he's like, eh, I just lied to them. So here's my question. <laughs> yes, there's, there's two options here. Mm-hmm. One, Jedi has gotten a job <laughs> right. at the amusement park. <laughs> Like he got a job at the uh, shrine. Uh, the shrine. Two, Dreamland is an, a dark kingdom operation, which means that they built an amusement park. I think that the answer is like slightly in between. Uh, because spoiler for the end of the episode, the entire sweet castle or whatever they call it, sweet factory or whatnot, turns to dust. The, an entire castle crumbles to dust, but the whole park doesn't because they're still eating ice cream that they buy at the park after that. So it yeah, seems. Like he came to this amusement park and went, uh, got some uh, ideas. <laughs> We're gonna erect a castle over there and uh, have a bunch of talking animals. What do you say to that? This plan requires months minimum of setup. Sure. <laughs> Like on the on the high side, years. Well, come on, uh, it can't be years. Yeah, no, it can't be. It makes no sense. <laughs> that is my problem. <laughs> it, it's it's months. Uh, it but has if to it be is a months, takeover of the amusement park. So I feel like I feel like Jedi has kind of gotten to the point where he's got like twenty different plans going at the same time. He's like, all right, look, while I'm working at this shrine, uh, I need uh, you, Dolly, to uh, go to this amusement park. Uh... Maybe murder the girl who's playing the mascot and take her place and then supervise the construction of my energy sucking machine in the castle. While that's going on, uh, I'm going to need you to go to the cruise ship line and see if you can't buy me up a cruise ship. <laughs> like, it doesn't have to be a nice one. <laughs> this, we'll fix it up. This makes sense. And what, what what this means is what this makes sense most of to me is that it reduces his creepy walking around to just one day. He probably just walked around one day, wrote down everything and- he saw. <laughs> You think so? You think he had like a moleskin in his in his yep. jacket, yep. and he was just like, okay, uh, uh, talent shows, uh, radio shows. Yep. One of these is going to work. Uh, exercise places, uh, yeah, uh, gyms, he, psychics. He wrote this all down. Got back to work. Went all right. You do this. You do this. And they just been have been knocking it out. Unfortunately, I mean that does explain why only one monster attacks at a time. <laughs> Like, cause you'd think like they could get like five or six of these guys and just put them in the same place and be like, Hey, just like, just kill them when they show up. They're all busy either doing plans or standing around Queen Beryl and watching her swirl. (laughs) She, look, she's a great swirler. She's so good at swirling. You can't even deny that. So uh, there's one thing. There's one thing that I do want to talk about real oh, quick please. that we mentioned a few minutes ago. Uh, Ray's Ravens. Yes. Phobos and Demos. Not That's a good sense. name for Sailor Mars's pets. Right. That is not yeah. such a good name for a girl who does not know that she's Sailor Mars. Right. Because uh, you can imagine Grandpa or, or Chad uh, well, showing up he's and being like, "Hey, what's your uh, what's your uh, Ravens' names?" She goes, "Oh, that's Phobos. That's Demos." And then they go, "Oh, where did those?" names come from those are interesting names and ray can either say oh those are the names of the moons of mars mm-hmm. uh which is you know okay true uh i now we saw nine inch nails buffy uh stacked <laughs> fantasy novels yeah no astronomy textbooks mentioned uh you know what she's been playing doom or doom 2 where they go there maybe maybe <laughs> my uh 
uh, my theory is that, like, you know, Chad comes in and says, hey, uh, wh- where did those names come from? And she goes, oh, it's Greek for panic and terror. Oh, that's true. <laughs> that's uh, true. It, it, the, the conditions that uh, destroy, you know, accompany the god of war onto the battlefield uh, and, and show the true horrors of war. And Chad's like, OK, well, I'm going to go. You know what? Uh, have you ever seen? And I'm going to guess no, because you've never mentioned it, but you never know. Have you seen Sailor Moon Abridged? Uh, I have not. Yes. Sailor Moon Abridged is a We've web talked series. about it on the show before, but I've not gotten uh, watched it yet. Super funny. Super. They, they, they shorten and redub the shows. So they make like little five, like five minute joke episodes. And they are portrayed. That fits really well with their portrayal of Sailor Mars <laughs> uh, as like, you know, yeah, psychotic and depressed and screaming all the time. And, uh, she is super goth. <laughs> yes, basically. Basically, yeah. Except the uh, way she dresses, which is very pleasant in this episode. It, well, you know, everybody's wearing their pleated slacks. <laughs> Uh, so in the show, uh, the scouts head over to the Senshi head over to the amusement park and, uh, Usagi gets there first or possibly just runs in ahead of the others. Right. And, uh, so you get a shot of, uh, Ray and Amy walking around together and then they see Usagi and she is riding on a carousel. Having Um, the best time. She's just like so exuberant and so happy about it. In the novel, she is not riding on the carousel. What? Uh, this is what happens in the novel. Uh, Luna stopped in mid-sentence. The champion of justice was gone. Luna turned red with anger. Serena. Amy spotted (laughs) Serena first at a snack stand. The champion of justice was scarfing down a huge pink cloud of cotton candy while hugging two large pretzels, a super huge popcorn, a Sprite, and three hot dogs with the works. The works. Three. That's a lot of food even <laughs> for a character who eats a lot. Uh, there is also a line later uh, where uh, I think it's uh, Mars has to uh, carry Sailor Moon somewhere. And uh, she goes, she's like, oh Jesus, this girl is heavy. What does she eat? And Amy goes, anything she can get her hands on. <laughs> <laughs> I, I oh. actually liked that it was the character carousel even though my I, I wrote down a carousel of all things because they're there and there's a lot of fun stuff going on and it's like she could not resist the carousel which it, it, it's adorable in how childish it is uh it's surprising to me um speaking of things that are surprising it surprised me how long it took me to realize this because i didn't write this note down until halfway through the dub after watching the original subtitle they just let luna in this park <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> there's just they just walked into the amusement park with their cat and they're just, and then there's no trouble with that. Uh well what we don't see is uh another use of the transformation pen, uh the, the Luna pen, uh changing Usagi into someone else who can wear a cat as an accessory. <laughs> <laughs> but then even the, they they meet with people who ostensibly work there, like the princess, and the princess isn't like, I mean, granted, the princess is busy trying to get their energy, but she doesn't go, you're not allowed to have your cat here. <laughs> well, to be fair, there are, this is the one place where they could kind of pass that off, because there are a lot of uh, robotic talking animals. So you're saying so, the princess is going to like wave her hand over the apple and go, I'm going to make that cat talk. And the cat, and Luna's like, uh, what is she doing? Yeah, I, I mean, I think that there is a possibility that there is a talking cat character at Dreamland. <laughs> and even if there's not, like, you know, if they see a talking cat walking around, they're just gonna be like, oh, that's probably the new robot. <laughs> The new robot. All right. Fair enough. So they make fun of her for riding on the carousel. They berate her. Then they all sit down and they just yeah, say terrible things to her. <laughs> and wait, uh, Mars smacks her to the ground, Mars correct? Mars hits her. Yeah. Fl- throws Your her favorite on the character, Betty. <laughs> What is the? Do you remember what the context was that makes her hit her? Uh, well, she. Is, I, I think she's kind of like, oh, like you have to concentrate on the mission. Can't just go doing that. And then she kind of like smacks her to be like. But but I think also it's a as a case of like Mars not really knowing her own strength, you know. And she's like, she like I think she mentally just kind of playfully be like, hey, no. And then no, Serena falls over. You know? <laughs> no, she like she knocks her several feet forward. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's very. She's sitting on a bench and gets shoved off the bench onto the ground onto her hands. It is very violent. Uh, This knocks her (laughs) face to face with a lion, uh, which is quite disturbing for everyone, until the lion says, hello. (laughs) And they they all realize the lion can talk and it is in fact a a robot apparently. Uh, There is is great animation in this part. Uh, There's a close up on Luna's face where she's uh, saying unbelievable. Like she cannot believe that Serena is so uh, shirking her duties so much and it's really great. Uh, 
Usagi's reaction to the lion is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, she ends up perched on uh, Ray's shoulders, holding onto her hair. Yep. And yep. so <laughs> it's such a great shot. There's a lot of there's a lot of really really good animation in this episode in general and in this sequence in particular. Yeah, because then she meets the princess. Uh, what's her name? Princess. Um, princess Dream. Princess Dream, and she realizes that sh- this is all part of the show, and she launches off of Mars's head. She like does like a leapfrog over her head, and it's so adorable and funny. Uh, she's thrilled to meet this princess. She starts hugging all the animals. The, the princess brings out all the other robot animals who are all super cute. Uh, <laughs> she starts uh, <laughs> riding on a bear. Uh, <laughs> uh, Princess Dream summons all these animals, by the way, by waving her hand over a magic apple, yeah. which is the remote control. And I gotta say, her swirling technique, not as good as Barrel's. Nope. Not even close. <laughs> this is this is amateur swirling at best. So, the, again, they, they are like, so, oh, so Mars comes over to Sailor Moon, takes her off of the bear, and is like, listen, like, this princess, I, like, something is off here, you know, remember I have these powers, I can sense things. Uh, I don't think this is right. Sailor Moon's like, really? That's, that's weird. Princess then goes, who wants candy? <laughs> And Sailor Moon goes, I do! Uh, they do get in a great fight uh, where uh, Ray says, yeah, you can't tell because you're too dense. Oh, yeah. And uh, Yusagi, rightfully so, goes, hey, I've been doing this for three months. You just joined up. So, I, I you know that. your role. You shut your dense. mouth. Too dense. That sounds like a, something that she would say in the American one, but that was that was in the Japanese one. See, that yes. that's her being a jerk in the original. In the original. Uh, but to be fair, then again, Candy wins her over immediately. Uh, the princess says, uh, yeah, come into this castle over here. You get all the free candy you want. Sweets, whatever you need. Like, well, you can eat it. And she's like, that sounds amazing. And they go, no, we have, remember, sailor business that we're doing? And they don't let her get free food. That's how terrible they are. <laughs> yeah, it's, which is a, a crime. That is a crime. So then Luna, again, with her brilliant plans, with her so smart plans, Luna goes, uh, so what we're going to do is split up. I'll go with Amy. You two who hate each other. Uh, you go together. <laughs> it's it's a team building exercise. <laughs> so you think she's yeah. doing this on purpose? I do. I do. Okay. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll also. Allow I, it, I think it's either a team building exercise or Luna is uh is up to here with it. Oh, that's true too. With, that's possible. With Usagi. She's like, yeah, I gotta live with her. <laughs> I'm going with Amy. <laughs> We're going to be sensible together. <laughs> um, so they split up. Uh, and what Ray wants to do is follow the princess, just sit around watching the princess. And we get this crazy scene where uh, the princess is putting a little boy on the back of the bear. Uh, <laughs> Mars runs over and goes, take that boy off that bear. To which the princess is like, all right, uh, little boy, we'll have <laughs> we'll have you ride the bear later. When the crazy. There's uh, also a scene where we see Jedi inside uh, Sleeping Beauty castle oh did i skip that i'm sorry uh where and again it's such a great shot because the background is this tower with a spiral staircase around it and there's just bodies everywhere like falling yeah. out the windows yeah. heaped on the stairs mm-hmm. it's All over super the, scary the stairs, yeah. it's it's really really great that, oh, uh, yeah that's when he says that he he reveals that this plan is is really there to to lure the sailor scouts yeah like they, they seem to have uh changed their focus from just stealing energy to all right look we can't steal energy uh unless we kill these girls first. So Mars take, makes them take the boy off the bear. All of a sudden, Usagi pops up and goes, no, he's riding the bear right now. And they end up playing tug of war with this child uh, until the child's mother comes up and goes, release my child. Then they end up getting to what is the be- one of the best scenes of the episode, possibly the best scene of the episode, uh, in which they are riding on the little train around the, the park, uh, and which Usagi says is super great because it gives them a nice uh, vantage point to, to, to scout around. All of a sudden, the train stops very shortly. I think you mean to Senshi around. Ah, uh, of course. Exactly. <laughs> the train stops suddenly. Serena's face is launched forward into the back of the person in front of her. Guess who she didn't notice was sitting right in front of her, even though she was specifically looking around. She's she is sitting there going, yes, I can see an awful lot of things from here. Does not notice right in front of her. There's Memora. It's This is the best Memoru scene by far. Uh, because it's the one where Usagi gets to call Memoru out on his bullshit. Well, I like it because this is the one where you find out he has feelings. But go ahead. Uh, well, first of all, uh, he refers to uh, Usagi as bunhead. He's like, hey, why don't you apologize for bumping into me, bunhead? Uh, and Ray goes, bunhead? That's classic. 
It is. It would only be more perfect if if she called her Meatball Head. Uh, And now he says, uh, I will give him this. Uh, He says she looks like a steamed bun because now she's mad. That's uh, that's solid. That's clever. Uh, Usagi flips out, says, stop making jokes at my expense. And then said, hey, by the way, you're like 23. Why are you riding the kitty train? You have no friends. Yeah. And then like laughs in his face. And and he flushes. Yeah, he's upset. He's, he's hurt by this. Yeah, I think that's like what's so sweet about it is that he's genuinely upset. He's like, oh, I guess I am gonna. Yeah, it's isn't it weird when someone on the street walks up and insults you? Doesn't <laughs> yeah, but, that make you feel bad? But he says it with a smirk, and she says it with a frown. It's different. She, she, she is she is genuinely trying to hurt him. Yeah. You know? yeah, she should be. She should be. He's a jerk, and I hate him. Uh, now here's the, uh, here's the deal. Uh, in the dub, she's not as skillful at hurting him uh like because yes in this one it's like oh she cut him to the core like she just looked she finally hit the breaking point and went i'm gonna hurt, get you where it hurts in the dove she yells at him and she goes you look like a, a big dork <laughs> I mean, that is true. Does, that he, does is, he blush similarly? That is his culmination. His response is, he turns forward and he goes, oh, that's it. I'm out of here at the next stop. Uh, my favorite thing is that she asks why he's riding the kitty train. Right. Uh, because, you know, he's being a, a jerk. Like, he's like, hey, why don't you go find someone your own age? Solid advice for this dude who won't stop hitting on a 14-year-old mm-hmm. uh, by trying to insult her on the street. Uh, he says, yeah, besides, what are you even doing on the kitty train? You're like 23. And he and he goes, I have my reasons. So let's think about that. Is this now? I can't remember because, oh, again, this is like slightly spoiler territory. Does he know he's tuxedo mask or not? He does not at this point. So at this point, he really doesn't have his reasons. His reasons are like, I just feel like I should be at the park on the kitty train. <laughs> like this. I mean, because to be fair, let me just put that defense forward for Mamoru. He's wandering through his life, just like feeling this crazy compulsion to just go places he's just like i just i just i, I guess oh look I'm, I'm i'm near this exercise this gym I, i'm near this this psychic place i'm ne- like oh this clock store i better go there like for no reason he does not understand it at all because then the the actual part that explains it happens when he's tuxedo mask uh the animation in this part is great too like the faces mm-hmm. are so good uh and, and even like when he gets insulted uh it's the only time in the series uh that memory's hair isn't perfect like he gets it's like his hair is insulted. <laughs> uh, uh, in the novel, this is how this scene goes down. Uh, the man turned around. I think it's just your lack of balance that's dangerous. Serena's eyes widened. Oh, God, she thought not him again. But it was him, the dark-haired creep who always seemed to pop up when Serena was at her most embarrassed. Making fun of her seemed to be the guy's favorite pastime. She usually bumped into him around Crossroads. What was he doing here? Uh, Later on, the description is, The dark-haired guy was as fashionable as ever, clad in a black short-sleeve Ralph Lauren polo shirt and Dockers khakis. Lots of brand names. Lots of, a lot brand, of brand names. names. Uh, he sounds like a dad. He's he like dresses like a dad. But I will say the novel gives him a comeback, which I I really don't like that that happens. Uh, the guy was at least a few years older than Serena. What kind of teenage loser made fun of middle school girls and rode kitty trains? Excellent question. Wait, so they're calling him a teenager? Yes, they call him a teenager. Interesting. Uh, like I said, uh, uh, Leanne Centaur seems to be aware that he is supposed to be in high school, uh, not 38 years old, <laughs> as he is. Uh, so uh, what kind of teenage loser made fun of middle school girls in rogue kitty trains? He grinned. I'm young at heart, he cooed. And stop shouting. And stop shouting, meatball head. You're foaming at the mouth. Oh. Ew. I hate that. Yeah, it makes no. it like it gives him a comeback, but it also makes him a bigger creep. No. Yeah, for sure. Uh, cool. the, the the coda to this scene, of course, is that Mars then leans forward to Sailor Moon and goes, "Hey, that guy kind of looks like Tuxedo Mask." <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, "No, he doesn't." Gah. So okay, so we should we should jump forward a little bit. So. uh <laughs> 
<laughs> so meanwhile, Amy and Luna, uh, Luna has left, or Amy has left Luna to go into the, the, the sweets palace or whatever it's called. And uh, she goes in, everybody's eating. Oh, there's this adorable thing where the kids are like, oh, this, can- this candy's great. And then the, the mothers are like, these candies look like gems, which I was like, so what? Like, these are probably all the uh, the mothers who were buying gems at jewelry store at OCP when they had that great sale three months ago. What I so wanted to happen next was for Amy to be like, oh my god, <laughs> that, that candy looks like textbooks. <laughs> like <laughs> something to appeal directly to her. But that didn't happen. Uh, instead, I, <laughs> go ahead. What would you say? I will say this 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 whole setup is bullshit. <laughs> Because oh, they're it? like, they're like, hey, uh, Serena, you can't go in there where all the free candy is. You got to go with, you got to go with this girl you hate and go get street harassed in the middle of an amusement park. Well, uh, and then as soon as they're out of sight, Amy and Luna are like, let's, uh, let's go check out that free candy. No, but they, ha- but here's the deal. <laughs> because everybody who, because then the, the princess comes out and goes, everybody like candy? They go, yeah. She goes, cool. <sighs> blows smoke in their face and everyone who's eaten for some reason rather than just drug them with a drug that affects everyone <laughs> this drug only affects people who ate the candy uh yeah. so which is why amy is a-okay uh and everybody else gets knocked out uh, uh so then mars and uh mars and moon show up and they go luna what's going on and they're like amy went in there and they're like oh yeah so they go in and uh they meet the princess and they realize you know what it turns out i think the princess really is evil right yeah yeah uh because they go to the uh the uh, the castle, the sweet castle, right? And the doors have been locked. Mm-hmm. And there's a there's a really great exchange uh, where uh, Usagi is crying because her best friend and her cat have been trapped and possibly killed by a monster behind a locked door. A reasonable sure let's, uh, reaction, let's, let's I would it. say. Uh, and uh, Mars says, uh, "Stop crying." <laughs> Uh, oh, yeah, Mar- yeah. Uh, Ray goes, yeah, stop crying about everything. And he's like, what the hell? Why aren't you worried? And she's like, she's like, I'm worried. I'm just not going to cry about everything like a jerk. <laughs> Maybe she doesn't say all that. Well, and, like, uh, in, all, in all fairness, though, like at this point, Usagi has cried a lot about a lot of things because she is one to do that. And, and she's, I think, some people would say she's a little emotional. Yeah, yeah, they would. <laughs> they would say that. In fact, she would also say that. She's a cancer and, blood typo. <laughs> And, uh, and and I think, like, you know, Rage is trying to be like, yo, calm down. Like, I'm worried, too, but maybe we should just try to figure it out instead of crying about it, you know? I don't think I don't think Ray's worried at all. Oh, and she is worried. I, think she's I don't heartless. think she is because uh, this is this is uh, Usagi's best friend or second best friend after uh, Molly uh, after Naru and uh, and her cat and Ray just met this girl. <laughs> Ray just met this girl and this talking cat like yesterday. Well, That's I mean, true. If, if she didn't if she didn't care, she would just like be like, okay, I'm leaving this place. <laughs> but uh, I love Usagi's response, which is, uh, I see you're a very cold person. <laughs> Yes, yes. Oh, I get it. You're a very cold person. It's true. It's true. So they they break into the castle. Uh, a, a, they transform and then they get into the castle and they encounter the princess and they immediately uh, she she does it again. She breathes smoke at them and this this smoke that makes them hallucinate. And then we get this weird moment. So Luna goes, "Okay, Sailor Moon, stuff's gonna happen. It's gonna be a trick." She goes, "All right." So the princess goes, "Hey, I made you this this like wreath to put on your head." And Sailor Moon's like, "Cool, here you go." <laughs> Sailor Mars, thankfully, goes, "No, you idiot." Smacks it, the wreath turns into a snake, bites Sailor Mars, falls on the ground, and then turns to stone. Which leaves me going, so wait, (laughs) was the snake real? Or not? I guess the answer the is snake. The snake was like magic. Yeah, but uh, because I mean, we have, yeah, because it, like snakes, you know, they don't turn you to stone when you right, right. Snakes don't them. normally turn you to stone either. But like at the same time, like it's such a weird, elaborate ruse. If you could make a thing that does another thing that is totally unrelated to it, why not just have a a, a head wreath that turns you to stone? Uh, my favorite part about this is that uh, uh, when Ray turns to stone, it's not like a gradual process. No, it is just like a a. Super series of stone segments just start appearing around her arm like boom there's the there's the thumb boom there's the rest of the hand boom there's the forearm and it's not uh, even it's really it's not interesting even turning her to stone it's more like it's encasing her in stone uh ray is able to block that evil magic with her uh actual superpowers that she has uh in the novel there's a great bit in here uh where uh uh ray is getting ready to use her powers to uh stop the transformation to stone and uh 
The dream princess scoffed and crossed her arms. Go ahead and try, she challenged. <laughs> it's no use. You'll be stoned before you know it. Serena glared at the evil woman. Leave her alone, the blonde snapped. Mars is stronger than a Candyland loser like you, and those pink frills on your dress are wicked tacky. Wow. <laughs> wow. So at this point, uh, Sailor, uh, Sailor Moon is Betty Felon at this point. I think. <laughs> From the from the Boston area of Tokyo. Yes. Uh, the monster then has one of the best and scariest transformations. Oh, it's so good. And it happens because they ask her to. <laughs> they yeah. say, hey, stop with the illusions. She goes, all right, I will. And, and uh, what I love about it is it's, it's so sl- like it's a slow transformation. Mm-hmm. And I like when they cut to uh, Moon and Mars and their faces and like Moon's face is just like her her mouth is agape and she's just like like stunned about what's happening oh, it's slowly so in front of her and yeah. I, I love that reaction so much you just hear the little click click clicks of like she's a, she's a doll you know so it's mm-hmm. just kind of it's so creepy but I love it yeah, that, and that yeah. part is super well animated it is and it is an amazing yeah. it's an amazing creepy doll transformation too yeah because like Princess Dream is not creepy no, no. Uh, Princess Dream is just you know like she looks like a like Snow White or a, a Disney princess uh, but the transformation into uh, uh, they call her Dolly in the in the American dub uh, is so creepy it's really really great uh, so she tra- she yeah because her head goes into her body and then her body like does the weird swirly swirling around and then the new head pops out and her eyes roll out it's crazy uh, so then she goes now I'm gonna have you hallucinate again she, she makes them hallucinate again <laughs> Luna is like okay guys <laughs> Do you remember how this works? There's going to be a trick. Do not fall for the trick. (laughs) (laughs) And so, (laughs) so Clippity Clop uprides tuxedo mask. They both completely swoon, have hearts in their eyes. They jump onto the horse. They snuggle up to him (laughs) with hearts in their eyes again. Luna is going, it's a trick, guys. They are riding on a carousel with tuxedo mask. Uh, Then, thankfully, in in a case where he actually does do something useful and and helpful, actual tuxedo mask shows up and goes, "Uh, this isn't cool. He throws a rose, breaks the the remote control Apple, and you find out that Sailor Moon and Sailor Mars have been prancing around uh, on brooms, <laughs> thinking that they're a carousel. <laughs> um, they wake up Amy, they transform Amy, and then they do a uh, power move, basically. They go, we, we need all of our powers in order to win. Uh, and that's kind of true, uh, <laughs> because we don't really need Amy's powers. But <laughs> I guess we'll tell her that we do. <laughs> She shoots no, it's her- going to be really good when they combine all that uh, all that cold water with the fire. That's right, going to make exactly. the fire way more effective. Exactly. Yeah, basically, Amy shoots the bubbles. Then Sailor Mars does her paper demon cast out attack in a in a scene. Oh, in a in a shot which, by the way, is really uh, exposing of her undersides. They had to cut a bunch of that out of the American version. Uh, I think undersides <laughs> makes it sound way worse. It does make it sound worse. <laughs> it's a it's a it's a Sailor Mars <laughs> panty shot. Basically. Undersides. Undersides. <laughs> Because uh, she's jumping down. <laughs> she throws the thing on. Then Sailor Moon throws her, her tiara. And then for the first time, we get the combo move of tiara plus fire soul equals, I don't know, magma tiara. I don't know what you want to call it. But basically cool fire tiara. She turns everybody to dust and they win. And like I said, not only does the villain turn to dust, but the entire sweet palace turns to dust. Which again, is pretty big and pretty blatant. And I do want to know what the rest of the world thinks. Like, is the rest of the world like, yeah, that was weird. A bunch of people went missing and then... An entire castle turned to dust, out of which a bunch of people crawled and went, oh, what happened? We don't remember. Yeah. Uh, hey, have you guys heard about what happened at Tokyo Disney this week? <laughs> said, yeah, what happened? Where uh, 50 people went missing, and then what? they found them in, uh, like, three days later, they found them comatose in a warehouse uh, that then turned to dust what? in the middle of the park. I don't believe it. Yeah, it's super weird. Turns out a uh, uh, Sailor Moon, or uh, turns out uh, Snow White was a robot was an evil magical robot <laughs> uh, see that is actually is the question is princess dream like a cartoon character like will they go c- go back the next day and there's like there's another princess dream but this one's not evil because it's just like yeah the cartoons for ages yeah i feel like princess dream 
is is a uh, character on the show uh, in the whatever media company owns uh, Dreamland. Dreamland. They there there is a Princess Dream movie. So <laughs> just to make matters worse and to rub it in, they okay. No, Serena starts this next scene being unreasonable, but I think Ray ends up as the jerk because the scene starts with them all having ice cream. <laughs> And Yusagi goes, hey, hang on, Mars, your ice cream is bigger than my ice cream. Uh, to which Mars replies, you chose which one you wanted. Like, And not to mention, you've probably been, I mean, she doesn't say this, but Serena probably has been scarfing hers very quickly. So it yeah. would make sense that hers is smaller. This upsets her to no end, uh, so much so that she chases after her, trips, falls, drops her ice cream. Now, I would say Mars is totally justified, except just in that last shot, the amount of glee she's getting out of Serena losing her ice cream <laughs> makes me judge her. Yeah, but, but, but she was about to, she was about to steal her ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I I'm starting to expect uh, that there's some kind of anti Sailor Mars collusion happening here. <laughs> oh yeah, there is. In the yeah, it's true. In the dub, uh, she doesn't get mad at her because she has more ice cream. In the dub, she's mad at her because she's slurping her ice cream too loudly. <laughs> <laughs> they like kind of emphasize there's actually some animation there of Mars like eating the ice cream and they kind of like add a little sound of like and, and, and Serena Ew. does not find that appetizing and starts yelling at her for it I like the idea that like Serena suddenly gets very proper about eating ice cream <laughs> but like <laughs> yeah so that is the end of our episode uh, it ends on a great freeze frame god this episode's so good it's very fun uh, Head over to Hulu and watch this episode if you haven't already, uh, which, again, why would you be listening to this if you have not watched this episode? Uh, go check it out. It's, again, this one and, and next week's easily top five of what I've seen of Sailor Moon. Uh, but now it's time to figure out what we learned from the show. Now, uh, Jordan, do you have the actual Sailor Moon says segment from the... Uh, oh, I, yeah, the, I, don't, I don't remember American what it was. I don't remember what Is it about was. not eating armfuls of, uh, of horrible food at amusement parks? <laughs> I don't think it was. I mean, I can I can call it up if you really want to know what it was. I just don't. Re- I don't remember. It didn't make an impression, unfortunately. I I am curious to know. All right, let me see. Do, 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 do. Opening program. It's so cool knowing that I saved the day. You with that tiny little frisbee. My fireballs are what defeated that monster. That was her pushing her over. Frisbee against your silly fireballs anytime, anywhere. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah, you defeated her. What? We all did with teamwork. Oh. Now, if you could just keep that teamwork going all the time. Hmm? So, so the Sailor Moon says in the real show is about how they all had to work together to win. It was about pro teamwork. No one could do it on their own. Can we talk about how uh, Sailor Moon refers to her Moon Tiara magic as uh, a frisbee, a trademarked of the Wemo Corporation? <laughs> <laughs> it's a metaphor. Uh, but yeah, like that's that's uh, that's a great moral. But what did you learn? Uh, Bethany, we'll start with you. Um, what I learned is when you're in a conflict with a friend over how much ice cream they might have whether it's more or less than what you have don't be so much concerned about how much you have how different okay wait i'm gonna start over sure (laughs) don't be jealous of how much ice cream your friends have as long as you have ice cream it's all good you might end up tripping and falling over your own jealousy and spilling all your ice cream oh and that's what you get for being a dumb meatball head how dare you Uh, Jordan, what did you learn? I learned after the first, like, two times that you've been tricked by hallucinations, stop believing the things that you see. That's what I'm all, thinking. All things that you Ever? see? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> like, uh, until you can be reasonably certain that you're not hallucinating anymore. <laughs> but how can you be? Oh, my goodness. How do I know reality is, is real? It's a good question. <laughs> Uh, I learned that if you are at the amusement park and uh, one of the attractions turns into dust and then floats upwards into a purple portal in the sky, like Castlevania at the end of 
Symphony of the Night, uh, don't run to leave the amusement park. It's going to be fine. Just stop. Get some ice cream. They'll stay open. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They don't. That's true. They didn't. They don't close at all. Well, you know what? Listen, their security let- guard was Jet, was Jedite. So he was off duty once his plan fell. Don't <laughs> let a, uh, a attraction that is full of seemingly dead, uh, actually comatose bodies turning to dust and vanishing in defiance of the laws of gravity stop you from having a good time. I mean, I assume they all woke up covered in dust like a second later, right? <laughs> yeah, but I mean, there's people outside in the park that would be watching this thing like yeah. floating upwards going, oh, yeah. oh, well, that's my work show. Say, those are the same people who saw three buses fly out of the sky in the previous episode and went, all right. Things sure are getting weird. <laughs> I better run to France. You sure are getting weird in Tokyo these days. Uh, So that's what Sailor Moon says. And that brings us to the end of an episode. Uh, Again, love it. Love it so much. Uh, Thank you, Betty, for joining us for uh, one of my favorite episodes. Uh, And sticking up for Ray. Yeah, it's a hard job. (laughs) Well, thank you for having me and letting me attempt to defend her to you guys. And again, I see see why why she's very abrasive and off-putting to a lot of people, but that's part of her charm and it's part of my charm uh yeah okay sure <laughs> so far you've never been abrasive and off-putting to me so i think oh much yeah see her. oh jordan <laughs> <laughs> i guess you're right i don't know what you say after we stop recording to chris that was the worst oh no Jordan's awful. I, I i don't i don't talk to chris at all okay <laughs> <laughs> It's true. It's true. Uh, next week, we're going to be watching. Uh, I think the title of the episode is I Want a Boyfriend. Let me see. Oh, that's a really, yeah, that's a really good one. Uh, it is the one, it is uh, episode 12, where uh, Mars and Mercury go on a romantic cruise together. I Want a Boyfriend. The luxury cruise is a trap. <laughs> another love. another spoiler title. <laughs> so good. It, it, it is legit. Again, uh, another absolute favorite episode of mine. Oh, it's good. so great. So join us for that next week. Uh, until then, uh, Betty, where can we find you on the internet? You can find me at uh, BettyFelon.com and you can find me on Twitter at BettyFelon. I'm on Twitter as at CrackShot, except the O in CrackShot is a zero. Uh, I'm on Twitter at the ISB. That's B as in Batman. Uh, you can also find everything I do, uh, comics I write, other podcasts that I do at uh, about.me slash Chris Sims. That's C-H-R-I-S-S-I-M-S. Thank you for listening. Uh, make sure to follow our official Twitter account for the show, which is at Sailor Business. Uh, I post a lot of screenshots while we're watching the episode, so they will probably wind up there. Uh, and you can get news on the show and ask questions that we can answer in future episodes uh, if we have already talked about people's history. Uh, we will see you next week for the cruise ship episode. I'm looking forward to it. Until then, keep your mind on Sailor Business. Sailor.